Am I silky smooth now? <laughs> I got my, my silky smooth voice on. All right. You're live. I am live. 16th, January 16th, 1993. I am Dom. And I am Than. And uh, we're channeling our midlife crisis. Now watching The B Show. Yes. Because Monday Night Raw is, is like a thing now. It is a thing. But you know what? Actually, I don't think they they mentioned it in this episode. Not a, not a word of Raw. But yes, the first episode of Raw aired the Monday prior to this. I checked it out. Yeah. I watched it. Oh, okay. And they had a bunch of names versus names. Cool. And it looked about 10 years older than the show we're watching. Like the show we're watching looks like it's geared to, you know, little kids on a Saturday morning. Well, Saturday morning. Yes, obviously. And, yeah. you know, in Manhattan at night with a bunch of New Yorkers <laughs> really had a totally different vibe. It looked like a more adult show. They were going for a more edgy type show. Little yeah. did they know it would get really, really edgy. Yeah, and then, and then not. <laughs> and then not so much. Yeah, exactly. It is January 16th, 1993, and we are still at the Green Bay Expo Center in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And this show was originally taped on December 14th of 1992. Now, the guy who, like, planned all this, the trips around the country, like the circuit, what the hell is he thinking? You know where I want to be in the middle <laughs> of January? I've got an idea. Yeah. <laughs> we can travel... To Green Bay, any time of the year, we're going <laughs> January. I don't know. The uh, the Booker might have had some issues. Maybe he did not feel cold. <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know, it's going to be fine. It's got to be. I'm going to be in Connecticut the whole time. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> yeah, We're here in our cozy, warm Connecticut recording studio. That's right. This is the coldest of cold opens that we've ever seen. It's an interview segment like in the studio mm -hmm. with a fully decked out epaulette Bret Hart mm -hmm. with the championship over his shoulder. I think he was like the really first sh over the shoulder guy most of the time. Yeah, he has the, the the championship over his shoulder. He is facing off to the side, not quite looking at the camera just yet. The lighting is dark, so we, we've got emo broody Brett here, <laughs> as I put it in my notes. Yeah, just kind of off to the side. He gets into Razor Ramon, and as soon as he mentions Razor, that's when he faces the camera. That's right. So, very dramatic. Very, very dramatic opening for a Saturday morning show. He showed a, a lot of really good intensity here. And he also, of course, mentions Razor attacking his brother, Owen. And then he says that he's going to kill. He's going to execute him. Yes, the excellence of ex execution will execute you, Razor Ramon. So, wow, that got yeah. dark yeah. very quickly. 
<laughs> Deathmatch is, is just like an umbrella term. It's not yeah. literal. <laughs> and, and this isn't even one of those. You just yeah, have to piss a guy to the mat for three seconds. That's all you got to do. Just, just, just a straight match. And But no, there's going to apparently be an execution shown to us before our eyes at the Royal Rumble. I mean, that's why it's pay-per-view. They can get away with that stuff. This was a cool way for Brett to save face without having mm-hmm. to take a beat down. Like nowadays, bad guy comes in, beats the shit out of you, and then you have to get that back in the mat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, here, Brett... Doesn't actually have to do anything but watch his brothers get his ass kicked. <laughs> From afar. He's like, like oh, this, oh, this is perfect. I look strong. My brother gets beat and I'm out there for revenge. It's a good, it's a good yeah, story. It still has the same effect as if I would have gotten beaten up, but I didn't have to get beat up. I like this angle. <laughs> I, I guess the modern day equivalent is Roman Reigns just feeding his cousins at people. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And they could get beat up week after week after week. That's right. So what's the over under on the, how many times it took Bret Hart to do this interview? Ooh. Like how many, how many takes did this one get? I'm going to give it, you know what? I'm going to give him a little bit of credit and I'm going to say five. Five take Brett. Yeah. The five, 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 five takes of doom. Yes. <laughs> That's exactly right. I, I think you're being generous, but it's, it's yeah. a pretty good promo. You get some intensity at the end of it. Yeah. I just thought it got a little dark with the execution line. Like I understand where he was going because he is the excellence of execution as we, we know several times in most of his promos. Yeah. Uh, but for this particular one, it just doesn't, you know, have the same vibe. I get where he's going, but execute. No, you're not going to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> that would be murder. <laughs> that would be funny. After the match, the boss man's like, Brett, I hate to do it, but I got <laughs> I got to take you in. You, you, just, yeah. you just killed the guy. You just killed Razor Ramon. No opening credits. So that nope. doesn't happen today. We don't even have the three on the green screen. It took me a little while to figure out how many people are actually in the booth because you don't hear Macho for a few seconds. Yeah, he seems like he came in a little bit late. Uh, we do have our, our typical trio, yeah, but you don't see him because the first thing we see is after that, we get a Razor Ramon match versus Buck Zumhoff. So, you know, good segue there. They've been doing that a couple times earlier, like going into Survivor Series where they'd have the interview go right into the match or something. Mm-hmm. Good storytelling in this episode. They yeah. they kept the flow going. Lots of yeah. booze. We know who the bad guy is. Do know who the bad guy is. I mean, he literally says, I'm the bad guy, which is <laughs> Is that one of the first times he starts calling himself the bad guy? Because I don't think that was an original thing. No, it kind of evolved. came in. Yeah. Yeah. So now the bad guy, Vince on Razor's way down the aisle says that he is oozing with machismo allegedly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's not been proven. It's apparently, we don't know how to prove that. So I was just wondering, is there some type of machismo meter? Do we give him a machismometer? And, <laughs> and, and, and what are the levels of Wait. having machismo? I kind of picture it being, you know, seeping, yes. dripping, dripping, yeah. dripping, oozing, and then gushing. Gushing, G- like, gushing machismo. You don't want to be gushing <laughs> machismo. Yeah, that might be a little, little over the top. Yeah, because you know, then you end up on the fetish site. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so apparently he's allegedly oozing. But cheese. Buck Zumhoff is uh, our red tight in red tights. He has, why does he have two sperm on the back of his tights? Well, if we remember, because we have seen Buck Zumhoff before, so you're going to want Razor Ramon to kick this guy's ass royally. This he's is our terrible. convicted, this is our convicted sex offender. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. <laughs> yes. That's, well, that explains the two sperm on the back of yeah. his ass. Exactly. <laughs> it's horrible. They may be real. Uh, Buck is a terrible wrestler, so I'm glad Razor does a number on him. 
There is a crazy fan who looks like skinny Jim Cornette as Razor gets in about a one minute, 37 seconds in. He starts pushing little kids out of the way to start screaming <laughs> at Razor. Like he is very mad at Razor. He's a little bit over the top. Kind of one of those guys that still thinks it's real. We have a picture in picture of WWF magazine where Razor will be interviewed. Yes, we feature an article on the Razor. What is it? What is that? What's that article say? A talk with there it Razor is. Ramon. Yes, a talk. A talk with. A talk with. Yeah. Colon. What's he got on his his finger? Like, he's got like the ring, like the double ring. They look like soap. (laughs) It looks like he's wearing soap on his ring. At the same time the picture picture's going on, he's doing his gimmick where he takes off his gold and tells the guy, be careful with the gold. It's always the same guy. Yeah. The dude's like, I know, (laughs) Razor. Have I ever screwed this up for you? I do this all the time. Every week, I take care of your gold. I don't lose your gold. I know how to yeah. do it. Yeah. That's why I'm out here. I'm, I'm I, always, your, I, always get, I always give it back. I'm your guy. I'm your gold guy. I've got this for you. Well, here's the thing, because I counted the moves in this match. Yeah. First of all, the match is uh, a, a minute and five seconds long. Mm. And there are, if you count the kick at the beginning, there are four moves in this match. Yes. Yeah, this Buck match, after the initial kick, which Buck looks like he really takes because mm-hmm. it looks like he actually gets kicked in the stomach. As he should. Uh, as he should. Yeah, we're all, we're all rooting for <laughs> Razor. <laughs> yeah, right. Buck zoom off should be, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, I don't care who you are. Just kick this guy's ass. That's right. Buck should have faced, like, everybody. Like, Papa Shango's going to light him on fire. Bells yeah. gets to beat the shit out of him. Like, everybody who has a, a weird beat down after the fact gimmick, you know, Jake the yeah. Snake should throw some <laughs> Throw a cobra at this motherfucker. Yeah. So it's like bad kick that I think he actually took because he looks like he gets hit into a choke slam and the racer is like, get up. And Buck's <laughs> like, I don't, I don't want to. No, I don't, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done at this point. Well, as you know, I'm a little bit further ahead, but as Razor is setting him up for the uh, Razor's edge, you can just see his facial expression. Just any point that you pause it while he's up in the Razor's edge. He just does not look like he's ready. He 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 doesn't want to do this. I, I think I think his ribs are broken. Honestly, he really looks like he's hurt. He doesn't get up. He doesn't yeah. do any selling. I think that first kick, he's like, I'm I'm out. I'm done. Yeah. This is it. Just put an end to the match. The ref is inert. He's just standing there like a mannequin. He's doing nothing <laughs> in this match. He has foresight. When he takes like, the razor's edge and lands, you can almost hear him go, shit. Yeah. 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 He was actually really pinned because he can't move. <laughs> he can't move. From that, from this spot. Razor after that, the, like, the, wiping his hands off of him. Just as oh, fun. yeah. I love that. I love that. He doesn't answer <laughs> every match. Like, this was, you know, this was a waste of my time. This is it. Like, why did I ever come out here? Yeah. Exactly. They're saying that he could be the next champion at the Rumble because, of course, he will be facing Brett. Isn't it weird that he never was champion? I know, right? In any yeah. anywhere like WCW either, when he was like the biggest thing in the world is when he jumped ship and yeah. never was world champion. Nope, wasn't was never about him. No, he's always doing 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 for others. But we are in uh, update. Which, this is the most review update of all time. It, <laughs> you complain about this a lot, where update isn't really an update. Yes. It's just a, a review. Well, this one yeah, is this all one. recap. This was full recap, yeah. 
It is brought to us by the official souvenir edition of the Royal Rumble program. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Royal Rumble, but were afraid to ask. So I was trying to think of what I would be afraid to ask about the Royal Rumble. Just what is a Royal Rumble? What's royal about it? Why is it royal? Why is it royal? Is there a monarchy involved? <laughs> Do we wear armor? I guess it's because it's a tweak of a battle royal. I guess so. Well, you know, alliteration. They love their alliteration. Yeah. Summer yeah. Slam, Survivor yeah. Series. Royal. I didn't realize I'd ever be afraid to ask anything about the Royal Rumble. You know, when I, I tell my friends who are not necessarily in the wrestling domain that if they ever want to come and watch a pay-per-view to watch the Royal Rumble, with me because that is one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year. They never have any questions that they're afraid to ask. Well, it was around fourth or fifth grade where they took the girls into one place and the guys into another, showed them the video and said, look, yes. if you have any questions about the Rumble, <laughs> don't be afraid to ask. This is your safe place to ask anything you want to know about the Rumble. Yes. Yeah. But this update yeah. is the story of Kamala. We see it all. It is. Yeah. This one focuses on Kamala turning on uh, Harvey Whippleman and Kim Chi, which we saw last week. And then he, uh, we didn't see, but uh, we see a little bit later that he aligns himself with Slick. We saw it, we thought that was going to happen yes. based on uh, the storyline that we were shown, but it hadn't been actually done that way until we see a promo with Slick and Kamala right after that. And he's calling out uh, Whippleman and Kim Chi for their abuse. And uh, he's going to help Kamala see the light i think that's what would scare the shit out of kamala <laughs> i know i was like every time they take the mask off of him i think he's seeing the light <laughs> but when he says see the light like kamala starts like looking up to the skies and the heavens. oh yeah oh yeah yeah he's gonna see all that born again uh, kamala i mean i get it yes with our help too by the way we're going to help him uh, I, I don't know about that but Whippleman's out here saying, you're in trouble now. You have to face kimchi. Yeah, he said that. I was like, oh, is there going to be a kimchi Kamala match? I'm like, if he had kimchi all along, why did they need Kamala? If kimchi is such a threat to Kamala, why even bother with Kamala in the first place? Harvey should have been sending kimchi out to face the Undertaker. Well, if you, if you, if you watch those promos that Kamala was not present because, you know, they had him locked up in the back, kimchi's <laughs> always there waiting on the sidelines, you know, pumping his fists. He's ready to go, man. He's like, Anytime it's kimchi can... time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what time is it? Kimchi. kimchi. I think Kimchi's just in the back, like stirring shit up. He's like, Whippleman, man, you don't need Kamala. I'm right here, man. I could do this for you. Look at it. He lost to the Undertaker. Anybody could beat the Undertaker. Nobody's beating the Undertaker. I could beat the Undertaker. Ah, Kimchi, I don't think so. We got Kamala. Finally, it's like, it's my time. It's Kimchi time. Yeah. Then he's going to drop the bomb on him. Do you know what that is? Yes. I'm guessing that's Elegante. Yeah. <laughs> I think it is. That's, yeah. I had a sneaking suspicion. That's what the that's what the big bomb is. Yeah, I think we're gonna get Giant Gonzalez or Giant Gonzalez. I forget oh, which God. one is he in the WWF. Is he? He's he's. Uh, I think he's Giant he's, Gonzalez. John, yeah, yeah. But he's Elegante. He's Elegante and, anywhere else. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame. <laughs> like yeah, that's definitely not an improvement. No, no, that guy couldn't move. No, but he should have partnered with Kamala, and they could have wrestled as the number ten. <laughs> Very good. Finally, after that, we're uh, almost a full seven minutes in. We have the studio shot of the three announcers with 
the king in his new suit and tie gimmick. And Macho's back in formal rare. Last time he was in his wrestling gear, and now he's yeah. back in his a new version of his wrestling gear, but with the tuxedo and the double bow tie. They're kind of uh, building off of the promos that we just saw where they're talking about seeing the light and Savage says he saw the light a long time ago. It's brilliant. It's bright. Yeah. It's shiny. It's a star. And I, I was like, oh, where are you going with this? And then, of course, he brings it back. It's me. <laughs> I'm the light I'm seeing. Yes. Well, be the light you want to be in the world, you know? I guess so. Of course, uh, King doesn't know how he can see anything with those glasses that he has on. I've often wondered that. <laughs> Is yeah. there enough to actually see through? Yeah. Nasty boys are out with the people chanting nasty as a yes, as a face cheer, which is cool. Yeah, a a nasty chant as they come down, which you know sounds like if I'm watching this for the first time, he's they're bad guys because but you know people seem to like them. So yay, nasty! They are facing Mickey J and Rock Warner, who we saw I believe last week. He wrestled. Mickey J is Mickey Henson. It was actually a not too long after this and during it, and you can kind of tell from his tights too. Was a WCW WWF referee for most of his career. Is he in the zebra stripes? Is that yes. Mickey J? Oh well, that's Mickey half J. the gear. And uh, unfortunately, he just died from COVID about a month and a half ago. Get out of here! Yeah. Just in February, I think it was like February 20th. That's what it said on his in his Wikipedia page. Now, uh, we are like way scrambled in almost every way, which I don't mm. really understand. Because if anything, the uh, announcers should be more up to date than they sound. They called, here, spoiler alert, mm-hmm. this match is just so Doink can come out. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh, Doink yeah. is out with the bandaged hand, which he had during the interview with Ray Rougeau. Yes. Which we thought was just there to squirt the the flower, but he's still mm-hmm. bandaged up. The announcers act like they've never seen this bandage before. Like, oh, what's yeah. the matter with his arm? And I'm sitting here going, well, he had it last week and no one gave yeah. a shit about it. No. They call him the clown for 90% of this uh, episode. They don't use the word doink until like we are way into this episode. Yeah. So I'm like. Well, you gave him a name. You saw the thing. You're pretending he never had the thing on. You don't know his name. When did they record this match in comparison to when did they record Ray Rougeau's interview? Well, obviously it was in the same place. So they, you know, I'm guessing it had, I feel like they had to have done, at least for the crowd here, they had to have done the interview before this Mm -hmm. segment. Yeah, I, I only, I feel like that's the only way it could make sense. Because otherwise, if he had done the interview after the beatdown that's going to occur here sometime soon, the crowd, I think, would, you know, be a little confused as to why Rougeau isn't asking him about that. Yeah, he doesn't ask about the the, uh, the beatdown at all. The Nasties yeah. have a picture-in-picture of the Nasties where they're going to beat up everybody in the Rumble and then beat each other up. Which yeah. Is, <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not? If they have to give each other pit stops, go for it. The Nasties have a nice long match. They get to do every single one of their moves. They got the pump. Oh, yeah. Stand, we get the pit stop. We get uh, their finisher, which is awesome. And they really, really sell the pit stop. They get a nice close-up shot of Sags's armpit. My fatality move of the night is shortly after the pit stop. Mm-hmm. It's about, I don't know, 10 minutes and 50 seconds in. Knob throws the dude into the ropes, grabs him by the face, and this plants <laughs> him into the ground. That's wonderful. Yeah, up here it comes. Fatality. 
He punches the mat. He's like, damn, that hurts. Yeah, it's like, ow. <laughs> Doink is on the side uh, trying to get sympathy. He asks someone to kiss his boo-boo, and some yeah. lady in the audience does, while another lady dressed in all black, that's the world's <laughs> largest camcorder, yeah. taking a shot of this thing. It is yeah. huge. Up close and personal. So, you know, if they need any evidence in court, I think she's the one to find. She's the one, yeah. She's there. Yeah. She's the insurance agent documenting yeah. it all. <laughs> Back into the ring, or Rock Warner is taking quite the beating here and gets slammed in the corner after a whip. And this is where Sags takes flight. I just have that <laughs> yes. in my in my notes. He yeah, he jumps clear into him on the turnbuckle, almost off of his head. Yes. That's great yeah. stuff. And yeah. yeah, sags off the top with his flying elbow. If they would slam and have him jump faster, it'd be even more impressive. But the slam happens many, many seconds go by. This poor red tight. He gets pinned. And these guys are faces now, but doesn't stop sags from like putting his foot on the guy's face after the match. Yeah, they still do a lot of their heel moves, but people love them now. <laughs> Why not? Doink makes a run for it. He doesn't want to be uh, anywhere in the aisle when the nasty boys come back. No. Available this Tuesday. I think this is the third magazine they tried to sell us. It oh is God. Wrestling Spotlight. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't remember like all these magazines. Like I thought they only had the one, but apparently they've got several. And this one is showcasing our champion, Brett the Hitman Hart, as every man's champion he's, he's, yeah he's the champion of the everyman jacques rougeau whose accent i never remembered being this awful <laughs> yeah. and stiff like this guy to this day i believe is an announcer like i think i mentioned last time or a time before they stopped doing that thing we had to endure at every pay-per-view where they yes. show every announcer from every country from every country yeah and ray rougeau was, was the french announcer mm -hmm. uh, but god he's so terrible in this thing he's very stiff his accent is crazy thick and out comes Shawn michaels with his blue belt yeah we got the new intercontinental blue belt coming out and he's going to be interviewed by Ray rougeau and i guess the you know it's all about this is kind of i was thinking about it because this is very similar to SummerSlam mm -hmm. in the sense of you know now it's sherry and who's Whose corner is Sherry going to be in? Whereas before it was whose corner is Flair and Perfect going to be in for the title match there. So now they're kind of playing this whole, you know, whose corner is she going to be in thing. And you're you're made to believe, I think, through a lot of this that she is not going to be in Sean's corner. So I honestly don't know what happens. I don't know if they're going to, like, give us a big swerve that she will just end up in Sean's corner, but the way that they keep playing this and the way that Sean Michaels keeps playing it is that, you know, he's so cocky and arrogant. And of course she's going to be in my corner. Of course she's going to be in my corner that you're at least in today's day and age, you're made to believe that there's no way she's going to be in his corner. Right. They did this actually for him on SummerSlam. Remember, uh, Sherry was checking out Martel and oh, yeah. was digging on Martel. And then yeah. they're like, is Sherry going to betray Sean? And, and head off with Martel. That's right. I had forgotten about that whole this angle. A, is this the first time that someone called him the heartbreak kid? No, I think we did hear that maybe once before. I feel like he did that in a, in an interview earlier than this. Cause I remember talking about it in an earlier episode of ours at some point. It was a while ago, right? I know it was definitely a while ago, but I know that had come up at some other point. We don't know which quarter she will be in. Sean is saying that Sherry is deeply and passionately in love with him, and Sherry will be in his corner, as he says. He also says that Marty will be 
harried out for the final time after the rumble and then finishes his promo here by giving our signature tagline that Shawn Michaels is leaving the building. Yeah, we should just end the episode right here. <laughs> and done. Damn it. So. We go into a crush match, and this is where the episode takes a left turn. Crush is facing W.T. Jones, mm-hmm. also known as Anthony Tony Jones. That's, wait a minute. Yeah. He's Tony Tony? <laughs> He's Tony Tony. Well, it says Anthony, and then it has Tony in... In parentheses, so I guess that is his his nickname because he's Anthony. He uh, competed in a bunch of independent promotions, including North American Independent, a California-based all-pro wrestling, ultimate pro wrestling, and extreme pro pro wrestling. Extreme pro, not to be confused with ECW. Those no, because extreme spelled X T R E M E, so Mm. X Treme. Extreme. Extreme. So cue the guitar chord. Crush comes walking down to the aisle to lots of crushing by the fit bands. That's the whole thing Mm -hmm. that I could do without, but okay. Guy in Iker Pro shirt, which I thought was interesting. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Not a lot to the match here because this match is not about the match whatsoever. But yeah, Crush puts. But the one thing I thought was interesting just to kind of give crush more of that hawaiian edge is that he puts jones into a surfboard yeah so they call it all that <laughs> i think they, they actually make him do a surfboard which yeah i i caught that too i'm like come on really they give yeah. uh, wt jo- jones some actual offense he gets some stuff on him and this is a good guy to put up against crush you can't really put this guy up against many other people because he's huge. W.T. Jones yeah. is enormous. Yeah, he's a large dude. It takes a crush to to actually make him look small. Yeah. Crush, by the way, is in his picture-in-picture saying how much harder he's been training. Brah. Brah. He <laughs> <laughs> just says brah after every single line. I was just like, all right, we get it. <laughs> crush, I, I mean, besides turning him into this Hawaiian parody, I don't know what held him back. He seems to be like everything Vince likes. He can move around. He's huge. He's got a good look. I don't understand why we didn't have like the major crush push unless people just really weren't behind him. Like we got to try something else. Yeah. Right? Make him from Hawaii. Like they're just not responding to him. But he seems to have the magic Vince formula. Somebody's like really taking notes for the uh, Wrestling Observer newsletter here. If you go 18 minutes, about 36 seconds in, mm. there's someone in the front row with a yellow notepad taking all sorts of crazy notes about the match diligently. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's right next to the kid that's giving us the crush sign. Yeah. Crush sign kid. WT gets the coconut treatment and we think we're just out of there, but we had these uh, cutaways of Doink who, if you don't remember from a few episodes ago, crush of all people was the first person to actually stand up to the clown and say, yeah. hey, I don't want to see you messing with kids. I'll beat the shit out of you. Yeah. The grandfather, that was a clown. That was a clown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we had to throw that one in there too. Yeah. And Doink comes with a flower. Looks like he's, uh, and Doink, he's just so perfect trying to make a smiley clown face look mm-hmm. pouty and sad. Like, it's really great. Gives him a flower trying to make up. And I swear this happened at a pay-per-view. I thought this was a WrestleMania thing. I remember this moment. But I just yeah. remember it differently after 30 years. I thought this was at WrestleMania, but I think WrestleMania is the twin doinks. Oh, okay. 
but I totally remember Doink removing his fake arm. Yeah. That's why the sling is there and mm. beating the shit out of the brush. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we get Crush for some reason accepts the flower. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he accepts the rose. He has been chosen and then starts walking away. And Doink, of course, attacks him from behind. With, with his the, own arm. With his own arm, with his prosthetic arm. And the first image you see is like 90s girl with her, you know, hair six feet high. Right. Doing the, oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> and easily could have been either of our prom dates. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not knocking her. <laughs> she was hot back then. Anyway. Yeah. He's beating him up, but I feel like this beatdown went a little bit overboard not not the actual beatdown, but but the 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 aftermath of this because i recall mm-hmm. when nails came in yes and just beat the shit out of boss man yeah like that, horribly horrible nobody came down to help the boss nobody came not there. one person and we knew it was happening. Like, yeah, Bales called in for yeah. six weeks, said, exactly. I'm coming to beat the hell out of this guy. I'm yeah. coming. I've been paroled somehow. And I'm going to come and yeah. beat this guy to death. Nobody yeah. comes in. Ground beats up Crush and everybody's in. Yeah, everybody's there. You know, uh, as four drafts, Re- Rene Goulet, Sergeant Slaughter finally got off of his ass. <laughs> yeah, with the holding on to the prosthetic arm. One of the things I find funny is that as they're escorting Doink away, one of the refs is like, get out of here. But hey, here's your jacket. Yeah, you back to shit. <laughs> That's great. And the, the best part of this is, is yet to come because every official is around Crush. They're, they're, really, they're really afraid for him. He's not moving at all. He's very inert. They go and get paramedics. Actually, they call for an ambulance, but the ambulance is actually stuck outside. So they go for the yeah. stretcher. Bring the, bring the yeah, stretcher in. So, you know, here comes the stretcher. They're going to like put Crush on the board, mm-hmm. making a big deal out of this thing. This thing goes on forever. Yeah, it does. And they're, they're stressing his neck yes. on this, which I'm just like, well, he didn't really hit him in the neck. He hit his back a lot. So uh, they're, but they were stressing the fact we're like trying not to move the neck and they're making that the spot to worry about. And even the king in all of his, you know, healness felt sympathy here for Crush. I thought that was, a, that was an important thing. Like, yeah, you know, when they're almost breaking character, when they have the heel guy be concerned, like, oh, this has gone too far, which even sells it more like, wow. He must really be hurt because even the heel isn't finding this amusing at all. That they, mm-hmm. that was, they're very good for the king yeah. to, you know, agree with all the faces that this clown shouldn't have done that. That's that's over the line for a guy who shouldn't have any lines because he's, yeah. he's evil. But they're, they're really treating this like, I, I just feel like this, the attack didn't look as bad as they're like making it out to be on commentary <laughs> what you want like a special effects guy all right like i need a skull that would that, 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 like squish and like, like where's those guys from saw i want to yeah. i want to you want to like some like gore and like, yeah exactly well here's the here's the other thing that i that i don't understand guys because, put yeah. a chalk outline around crush exactly so these these guys, you know, he, he gets beaten up by the prosthetic arm. I get all that and everything. But it seems like, you know, these guys take beating after beating in the ring right, right. after night for, for, you know, in this day and age, minutes on end. Mm-hmm. And, but as soon as they get out of the ring, they seem to be more vulnerable 
to everything. Yes. <laughs> like, I feel like if, okay, let's say if Doik and Crush are in a match and Doik pulls out the prosthetic arm and he hits Crush with it, like, it might have, like, knocked him down, but it wouldn't have put him on a stretcher. Right. To go out to the, you know, to the ambulance there. Because it's in the ring. It's, you know, part of the match. This is the the cutscene thing, right? You're in a video game and you can get shot a hundred times, but mm-hmm. if if you get shot in a cutscene, you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> We're still attending the crutch as we uh, go to Sean Mooney, which is I think is this the first time we've actually hit the Moonster. Yeah. Yeah, and it's the first time with the in the event center with the Moonster. And we are way in the episode. We're 25 minutes into a 45-minute show. We go right to the Royal Rumble plugs as much as we can. Of course, he mentions the whole situation, but then he goes right into, you know, buy the pay-per-view because apparently uh, Royal Rumble was sold out. Yeah, I guess so. You, saying, you, you like, can't buy a ticket. We're can't like buy a th- ticket. Still two weeks away? Yeah, no, we, uh, a week away because we're going to have the next superstars on the Saturday and then the Sunday right after that is the Rumble. So a week out and you can't get a Rumble ticket. Nope. So you're going to have to watch it on pay-per-view. He talks about... What a, uh, what a part- pain in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> every, every time I see one of these, I just have flashbacks. What a uh, massive pain in the ass it was to get PTSD. a pay-per-view. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Comcast. You just hope and pray. So you're watching the test pattern, you're like, you're watching the thing and hoping that at the the hour that it said it was going to start, the pay-per-view would actually start. And yeah. then you'd get like, it'd be, well, this one started at four o'clock, so it'd be 4.01, still nothing, <laughs> 4.02, and then you just knew, ah, <laughs> I gotta Damn it. So through this whole thing, we get a couple of uh, promos here. In regards to the rumble, so we get a typhoon, typhoon trying his darndest to be earthquake, uh, just yelling at everything, saying it's every man for himself in there, you know, it doesn't even matter if it's him and earthquake. We get a Papa Shango. This is the same exact Papa Shango from last time. Oh, I found a lot of these were because we keep getting promos from the same people on this. The one thing I did note about the Shango promo was that his voodoo will run wild on you. Yeah. So I was like, we've got voodoo mania, everybody. Hogan's like, I got to come back. Like, the voodoo guy's using my shit now. That's it. Godfather, come on. I, you know, we're buds, but, you know. I mean, it gets real ridiculous when people trying to bite your style. You know what I'm saying? Did you notice that he has control over his skull? That if he presses something on the skull, little red LED lights that light up in the sky? Oh, I did not notice that. <laughs> Which made the that. skull looks really dumb. Yeah, they're like little tiny red lights you see them, but yeah, they're in there. Oh, yeah, there they are. It oh, God. Yeah, no, it's yeah, no, that's kind of pathetic. Yeah. Mr. Perfect's doing his promo, which is every Mr. Perfect promo he's ever done. He's like, I don't have to change a thing, do I? No. If no. I, now I just sound confident instead of like a complete <laughs> douchebag. Yeah. The co- he was tasked with explaining the rules of the, <laughs> of the Royal Rumble, which do get explained a couple of times throughout this episode. But that was his promo, how he explains how 29 other men will enter and they all have to get thrown over the top rope to be eliminated. Now, it's, he says it's 15 feet down from the top rope to the floor. Yeah, that's wrong. <laughs> I don't think it's a story and a half. I really no. don't. Yeah, 15 feet is a little bit far. I would say it's a good eight feet yes. at most. <laughs> yeah. If you're going over that top rope, 
And that's, you know, if somebody's throwing you over the top. Well, it's very important that when you measure, you, you start from the aisle. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Because <laughs> you got eight feet down and then you yeah. got like, you got like 40 feet on that aisle. So it's literally like 50 feet down. Yeah. <laughs> Every woman watching is like, yeah, that's, that's guys are measuring that for sure. Yes, guys are definitely exaggerating. That's, 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 what, they th that's what they think 50 feet is. Okay. Uh, after that, we get a Bam Bam promo and he's going against the boss man in singles competition at the Rumble, which would be a pretty decent match. But I kind of have a feeling that Bam Bam is going to win this considering he's, you know, on the way up. I just like the whole promo. You be the boss man. I will ask you the questions because yeah. he's doing this without the boss man in the room. We're going to pretend Than's the boss man. All right. And I want you to honestly answer these questions as if you were the boss man. He says, have you ever met someone that is mean? <laughs> yes, I'm a police officer. <laughs> he's a police officer in Gressler. Yeah. Have you ever met someone nice? Is another question. And he's, yes, I have him. friends. <laughs> Then Bam Bam's like, have you ever met someone whose heart is as big as a lion's head? I haven't really measured too many of them. <laughs> it's like, you might want to get that checked out, Bam Bam. Yeah. <laughs> and then finally, have you ever met somebody that has that is 425 pounds? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, yes. There's about four of them in the Federation right now. You got Kabbalah, yeah. Typhoon, you got Earthquake, and you got Yoko. Yoko. Yeah. Probably all in that neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. I met all of them at brunch. And then finally... <laughs> Someone who has his head on fire. Well, okay, you got me there. You got me there. I've never seen anybody with that. So we're back for break, and Crush is still on the fucking journey. Yeah, they're still showing close-up of Crush on the stretcher, and I, they keep stressing the, you know, keeping Crush's neck stabilized because that, that apparently is where the pain center is, even though it didn't look like he really got hit in the neck. To this day, everybody's like questioning the decision about keeping the show going when Owen Hart had died. Yeah, yeah. And meanwhile, this show is like full steam ahead. Crush is over there. Oh, yeah. He might be paralyzed. We're in a Yoko match. Yeah, it's in the ring. Crush is like they're still working on Crush. Like I'm expecting the defibrillator to come out. PPR, <laughs> and they don't give a shit because on with the show. Yeah. It's Yoko match time. Yeah, wipe it down, start anew. The world's oldest geisha is in the ring. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, we get the close-up of the geisha this time. Sometimes I I, I uh, question if these are actually Japanese women, too. The one on the <laughs> left, absolutely not. The one on the right is 400 years old. <laughs> yeah, they try their best to try and make them look as Japanese as possible. Too uh, much they are not. Yeah, Yoko gets the flowers from him and just throws them over his shoulder. Like, what? I don't need these. What am I going to do with this? <laughs> I have to wrestle. I can't wrestle holding a bouquet. Someone well, you could, the... He could technically. He could probably still kick somebody's ass holding a bouquet. Well, definitely a red tight. <laughs> Who's our red tight yeah. in this one? Uh, our red tight is Carl Almont, who really does not have too much uh, to his name. I feel like this is the only show that he was on because mm -hmm. he has two matches. One of them is this, and then another one is where he tag teams with Scott Colton against the Head Shrinkers. Ah. So I see him one more time in this very place. It, or that could have been like a challenge could episode. Could have been a challenge. the same day, too. We get new robes on everybody. Fuji's got a new robe. Yoko's got a new robe. While they're doing their, their pre-vis here, this, the incantation, the salt. We get the picture in picture of Yoko's face, but Fuji's doing all the talking. Yeah, and just... 
pretty much is another Royal Rumble promo. Uh, Yoko's going to win this, to which, yes, yes. Yes, he will. <laughs> so Fuji's, Fuji's right here. Our red tight goes running straight into Yoko's dropkick. It's, it's kind of like a sweet chin music, but all he does is just to split up. It's <laughs> a super kick. But he gets yeah. pretty high. How high does Yoko get on this? I'm going to rewind this just to see how high he gets. Because Yoko is pretty damn flexible for being 500 pounds. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the guy's probably about the same height as Yoko, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're about the same height. Yeah, Yoko they gets shoulder high with in. that kick. Yeah. Comes running in and just, you know, gets decked by Yoko's gigantic foot. And that is it for him. That's the, that's the last thing he does. Yeah. He runs into the, his foot and then Yoko just suplexes the hell out of him. Yeah, gives him a giant German suplex, almost, you know, completely launches him out of the ring. And we see that's where the, the promo is. And then Yoko just continues to beat the shit out of this guy, puts him away with the bonsai splash. Is it law what? that if you are over 400 pounds, you have to have a move that squishes a guy in the corner? I believe so. Is it required? So, yeah. That's, you know, it works for heels. It works for faces. If you're a face, the crowd loves it. If you're a heel, the crowd boos. That's exactly what they want. But when uh, Yoko goes for the bonsai splash, he literally lands on Amut's neck on this. He's supposed to land, I think, on like his upper chest. Mm -hmm. But if you look at the shot, he misses. (laughs) It completely crushes Amut's neck. Fatality. It's pretty devastating. Oh, dude, when I saw that, you know, that was the move that Vader fell into as he got older. He would do the second rope splash, the Vader's yeah. bomb, which is similar to the second row sit down thing. Yeah. I just Googled Vader versus Yokozuna. Uh-oh. It does exist. <laughs> That's going to be a good one. Yeah. That was, is that a Raw episode? It's an in your house of all things at 96. Oh, wow. Like we got three years for that to happen. Oh, wow. Yeah. But I was like, God, do those guys ever face each other? Because I'd love to see like both of those splashes up against each other. Oh, yeah. I still have to watch the Yoko Kamala match that you had sent me. I want to mm-hmm. watch that. I want to watch that whole thing. Just <laughs> to see what it what happens. Now that Kamala's good, you know, now I can see it happening. The match is over and they cut back to Crush. Oh, yeah. Crush gets like seven has- segments. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't have to do anything. He just has to lay there. But he's got so much airtime in this episode. They're checking his pupils. They have a coroner. <laughs> they yeah. have, like, have an oxygen mask on him. Yeah. I don't know what's going on here. He, yeah, he's totally not moving. Crush is doing no. like a brilliant job selling death. Yeah, I keep having in my notes like this. This is getting really, really overdone at this point. <laughs> it's like, all right, we get it. We get it. He, he got hit with a prosthetic arm. Royal Rumble reports up next. We got me and Gene doing this one. Gene did one. Sean did one. So Gene's out and Gene has to explain the rules to us again of the Royal Rumble. So that's the, I believe the second time in this episode we get to hear the rules of the Royal Rumble. And of course the winner will meet the champ at WrestleMania 9 in Las Vegas at Caesars Palace. He can't even be ahead of the curve on this thing because he's like recapping Crush before this mm-hmm. starts. Like everything yeah. to him is a recap. Look yeah. at the Royal Rumble reports recapping stuff. Yeah. Gene, let's <laughs> g- give us a scoop here. Give us some spoilers. They go through the list. No one very new. We get the same Flair promo from before. The only thing I would say about the Flair promo, which I thought was kind of funny. Of course, he goes back to how he won the Royal Rumble last year. He went. I believe he says an hour and 10 minutes. 
He said, it's going to be all night long for the nature boy. And I'm like, that's not what all night long for the nature boy is. No. <laughs> Normally. We get the champions of yesteryear. Ah, uh, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we've got a real humdinger on our hands with this Royal Rumble. 30 sock dogglers here in the world WWF, all cracking shins and handing out knuckle sandwiches. Everyone of these Weisenheimers <laughs> look to become the top of the hay bale. But I want to be the biggest hay bale climber you've ever seen, see? I'm looking for a new belt to hold up me skivvies. Here's the lowdown. I'm coming for each one of you rough ears. Be, better be on the lookout because it's going to be a real hooskow. Oh, so wonderful. <laughs> They're so much better than his promos because they're the most boring things ever to watch. Now, this particular one, I actually listened to it and tried to interpret it correctly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that one, that one kind of goes along with his uh, actual promo. What What was the Aiden English tag team that actually did an old oh, yeah. gimmick? Yeah, the yeah, I like those guys too. But the other guy got canned. Shoot, Simon Ga. Gosh? Yes, Simon Gosh and and shoot, Aiden English, up. and they were the because the, their whole thing were like we're old timey strongmen from Aiden. vaudeville. Yeah, there's something vaudevillians. Yeah, the vaudevillians. That's what it was. It, they were the <laughs> yeah the vaudevillians. There, there it were. Yeah, um, I love them. Yeah, like when they were in NXT. Yeah, yeah, they were better at this than backlash. Yeah, they were the shit back then, man. And then they got just killed, uh, you know, on the main roster. So Crush is. Still getting uh, put into the ambulance. Well, yeah, because we didn't know what was going on. We get our Royal Rumble report is interrupted to show Crush getting put into the ambulance. And Drew, I, I love how, you know, Gene is such the actor. And as he kind of looks off to the side, he's what, 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 you mean now? <laughs> we have to, we have to go now. Well, hold, hold on. Cause we're going to get some new Rumble participants. Oh yeah, this is this is quite the list. So I think it's like Skinner, Demento. Yo, yo, straight from the Bronx. Yeah, these are the people I thought would be on the first list. Just like filling out the roster at this point. Yo, this Damien's uh, gonna oh, be at the hey, Rumble. Hey, hey, if, and my voices are talking to me. So, yeah, uh, pastrami sandwich. Yeah, Joey voices. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm, I'm gonna win the win the Rumble. Yeah, Joey voices lies. <laughs> I think. Yeah, I love how he's like when the voices tell him who's going to win, and he's like, "So it is said, so it shall be done." So I guess he told his voices told him that he's going to win. So he should stop listening to his voices. Yeah, his voices lie. are lying though. They are. Uh, yeah. Coco Beware is going to be in the rumble. Frankie should be in the rumble. They should have oh, had yeah. like the the shot of the parrot. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Should round it out. Owen Hart somehow recovered from his beatdown. He's going to be the Rumble. <laughs> of course he is. We then get the exact opposite boss man promo on Bam Bam. And uh, he's basically acknowledging what Bam Bam said. He's like, yeah, he's big and he's tough. But uh, boss man is as well. And he better get ready to serve hard time. Boss man says he's 6'7", which he never really looked that tall, but he probably was. He could be, yeah. Uh, 330 pounds. Is he really giving up 100 pounds to... Bigelow? Well, we that's amazing. that after he came back, he had lost some weight. Mm -hmm. So this very well could be. Yeah. We highlight the two title matches that we're going to have. We're going to have, uh, you know, Brett versus Razor and mm -hmm. the Rockers explode. Oh, not as good as the Mega Powers, but. Yeah. How, yeah. how this did headline WrestleMania. Yeah. Beyond you got to wonder why, why, it, oh, I guess, you know, because they're not Hogan and Macho Man, but. 
it's basically, now that I think about it, it's, if you put Sherry in there, you got to say a lot of the same qualities of that feud. Fast forward three years or four years, that would have been a main event. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Shawn Michaels would have been like champion and Marty Jannetty would have been a great story. Yeah. In a barber shop window match. <laughs> <laughs> you have to throw your opponent through a plate glass window. Jannetty's like, ah, oh, not again. And after the first one, they're like, yeah, that's a pretty good gimmick. Like the next one has windows everywhere. It looks like an Anderson store. <laughs> oh, it's the double pane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the windows just get bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> exactly. exactly. It's like now a ladder match has like the entire Home Depot. Yeah. That one's got a framing. Oh, steel <laughs> oh. framing. Oh. <laughs> that's leaded glass. Red Tape playing heavy to the hard cam in his red sweatshirt. Tom Bennett. We've seen Tom Bennett, right? Yes, Tom Bennett we have seen before. And I found a different site which ha he has several aliases. Oh, yeah? They went by. And some of these are, are quite interesting. Is it Tony was, Bennett? No, 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 no. No Tony Bennett's. But we've got the Texas Hangman number two. Hmm. Texas Hangman Strangler. Do you think he's like really mad at uh, Hangman Page <laughs> at this point? You got that gimmick over. We got a bunch of perpetrators. Over here, we got some perpetrators. Yeah, he goes by Strangler. Okay. He goes by Texas Outlaw, too. So he really liked the Texas thing. Blackjack Bennett. Okay. And this is where it gets weird. Tornado Juice. <laughs> it sounds like an Ica Pro. <laughs> Exactly. Maybe that's where he got it from. Try a new tornado juice. Tornado juice. And then the final one where it didn't take much thought on this one. Tough Tom. Oh. <laughs> Come on. You, you got rid of tornado juice for yeah. tough Tom. I don't know if, he, if it, what order he used those in, but those were some of the names that he had gone under there. Exactly. 40 minutes and three and four seconds in. Mm. We have Tataka's new gang signs. Ooh. He, it's like he's got too sweet before it was too sweet. Mm. The wolf pack's in the house or the, the buffalo like, pack. Like, go back. The alpaca. All right, 40. He does like his little chop thing oh yeah look at that oh he's you know the the sign of the devil as twice yes but yeah he's doing this thing yeah yeah sign of the devil dude <laughs> just to talk is gonna say Danik. yeah his spirits are evil yeah they're still touting tatanka as undefeated and to this date has not gotten a title match so you know what's up Virgil can lose every match. He's got like three title matches. Yeah. I'm getting sick of this, you know, affirmative action stuff, guys. I'm a Native American. You know? Yeah, I count. <laughs> I'm an underrepresented minority. I'll be there too. Motherfuckers took all our land. I should know you right at the top. You should be a piece of the shit out of me. Tonka slams Bennett after we hear him do his promo. Yeah. And did you notice he, he did the Tatanka? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he pulled the point, closed fist, uh, and sweep. Pull back fist and sweep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've got the Tatanka. The, the Tatanka. Boogie, woogie, woogie. Boogie, woogie, woogie. Yeah, that's right. So, with that, Royal Rumble, I'll be the first Native American. Check. To participate. And I have promised all my Native Americans. Check. And all my little braves. Check that I will go to WrestleMania and participate for the gold against the champion. 
there were no spirits, but he got Braves and he got Native Americans. We have headlock on hunger when we get to the moon stair. Oh, yeah. So uh, this is the third or fourth straight week where they've had some kind of WWF doing something for some charity of some kind. Yeah. Because we had the Make-A-Wish where the Undertaker showed up. Yeah. Still can't believe they did that. <laughs> it's not so much that the Undertaker showed up, but it's rolling him in on the hearse. Yeah, of course. Oh. Run out of coffin too. It's like yeah. I'm making a wish. Yeah, there's so it's the hunger in Somalia fund. So apparently we can all donate to that cause. They show a lot of the same video that they showed last week. This is, I think, probably a good bit of Vince saving face as we are in nineteen ninety-three. So the steroid trials are in full bloom yes. at this point. We cut to the Undertaker. And uh Paul Bearer starts this one out. And apparently Paul Barra likes genocide. Yeah, he's really big <laughs> on it. I mean, they bury people. They're all about death. I mean, yeah, I, I get that. But yes, he was he was all for a mass burial of 29 people. <laughs> he really likes those, apparently. Just so uh, we have some comedy, here comes Repo. Oh, my God. He cannot wait to not win. That's what I wrote down on this promo. You we, know he's not going to win. Repo's got this crazy cadence. He always, like, Oops. he pops octaves all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he goes up into his squeaky, like, I'm sneaky voice. Jeremy <laughs> Piven on helium. Was he a trumpet player in a former life? Like, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to take this promo up. <laughs> I can do it. No, man, that. that's too high. That's too high. Uh, no, I, got I got this. I got yeah. this. <laughs> yeah, the dub C's on my promo. Yeah. <laughs> we get a Steiner's promo, and I realized something with this promo. Scott Steiner cannot talk. No. <laughs> he has a lot of trouble just saying words. <laughs> yeah. he's, he's the legendary bad promo. Oh, I, I understand that, but it's, it's not so much it's a bad promo, because what he says is fine i get that but he just can't he can't speak like real words no they, they don't make any sense i i think he said two sets of brothers going at it in there which makes sense but that's not what it sounded like when he said it. dude one of these days i'm just gonna push out our episode without me editing us yeah we're oh, not much, yeah we're not much better <laughs> <laughs> that's true that's true. I should be, should be talking blow its over here. Yeah. It uh, takes a long time to edit the show. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we suck. <laughs> you make us sound so much better. Well, that is it. Did you like the episode then? I did. Lots of story in this one. Of course, you know, they went heavy on the crush stuff, but at least we have somewhere to go with all the doink stuff now. Now that we've established who he is, he is a heel, and now we have a legitimate feud between him and Crush, uh, so we can stop with all, like, the gimmicky stuff Right at this point. We had some decent promos. You know, it's it's tough to do promos leading up to a Royal Rumble if you're in the actual Rumble because you're not, like, you know, promoing against a specific other wrestler. It's kind of like these generic promos that they do all the time where... They don't have a feud right now, so they just kind of have to go off on everybody. So those promos can be very tough, especially when you're doing like two or three of them that are going to go back-to-back weeks because we've seen a couple of these guys do Royal Rumble promos at least twice, if not three times, some of them. So that part's tough, but we get uh, a good bit of story with the Kamala stuff. 
We get a good bit of story with the crush stuff and they're still keeping Brett and Razor in the forefront being the championship match. So I thought that was good. Yeah. I, I like the, the crush thing taking basically the 60% of the show. Yeah. Yeah. Was, I mean, when you, if you count the doing coming out during the nasty boys match, it was mm-hmm. every single match had some kind of cutaway to what happened or was interrupted by, by the beatdown. Like this, the, the whole thing took over the episode. Which I thought was cool. It sold it. I think this was the most sold beatdown I had ever seen up until this point where mm-hmm. like it consumed everything. I, I liked Lawler really being upset too, which really sold it. Like, wow, this is so out of control that even the heel guy doesn't like it. I uh, loved the Razor match. I'll give that the match of the night because he got to sh- beat the hell out of that petter ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's That's always good. Yeah. But my uh, red tie tonight is to whoever had to take that crazy ass move from Brian Nobbs where he gets <laughs> thrown into the ropes and then gets thrown face first yeah, into the mat. That would be Rock Warner. Because I was going to say that was my match of the night, but I actually gave my, my red tight of the night to Mickey J knowing that, you know, he decided to become a referee after that. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, my gear is already black and white. I'm yeah. black and blue. Maybe, <laughs> maybe I'll just thank you. There's, there's a different direction for me. I see myself in wrestling, just not in this outfit. Yeah, you know who doesn't have a concussion right now? The <laughs> that guy, the guy who counted my shoulders down. Yeah. I'll be I'll be that guy. Yeah, he seems to be doing okay over there. Yeah, so, so. we got a weird go-home show because it's, uh, it's something that was going to be taped a month earlier, but it's going to be airing the day before mm-hmm. the Rumble. So we got one more week. And then we're in the Rumble, which is going to be really interesting for us to do because if it's like the other Rumbles, we're probably going to have like one show be the matches, another show be the Rumble. Possibly, yeah. That'd be really weird. How do we do a show about the Rumble? Well, then this motherfucker got thrown out. And that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not going to be a good one to commentate on our end. So yeah, we will do our best. Well, next week we'll have an update on Crush. Uh, he's been crushed. They show a uh, replay of the beatdown where the clown just beats the hell out of it with this. And that is it. That's all we're getting. That's that's the only thing that they say is going to happen next week, right? Yeah. They didn't even tell us, like, who's going to be wrestling next week. It's just an update on Crush's condition. Yeah, it's, it's serious. Not, it is very, very serious. The weird thing is they're not going to use this to actually push Crush. They're going to no. use this to, like, elevate the clown. So yeah, unfortunately. Poor, poor Crush is like, all right, I get my ass kicked, and then, like, I get revenge on him, right? Like, that's, that's going to be my big push. I, I come yeah. back, and everybody's going to be cheering, and they want me to go and beat up the clown. They're like, well... <laughs> You would think so. I mean, that's what they did with Nails. Yeah, that's what he's saying. You know, just like Nails, right? I guess go out and then the boss yeah. man came back and he gave like the best promo of his life and, yeah. and beat the shit out of Nails. And then the pole on the pole, am I going to have like a, a clown arm <laughs> on a pole match or something? Yeah. Like, well, a clown arm on a pole. <laughs> not really, Crush. Yeah. It's going to just beat the shit out of you with a second clown. Yeah. Unfortunately, I think yeah. that's what's going to happen. Oh, well. Sorry. Sorry, Crush. Well, sayonara, Undertaker. Sayonara, Undertaker, and Shawn Michaels has left the building. (laughs) 